today, I'm going to go over Pat Foley's last game, which was really bittersweet for me because I've been watching the Blackhawks for 30 years. And for those full 30 years, Pat Foley has been the Blackhawks, the, the voice of the Blackhawks, uh, except for two years. And listening to him call games is just such an original voice. Um, and it was really uh, pretty much of an emotional night for him. Uh, he had, they had a really nice ceremony at the beginning of the game. Um, you know, he he did his. You know, he didn't get to do his tree turdy tree. You know, left all night, but he did at the end. Um, Blackhawks win five to four in the in the shootout, which is actually kind of uh, telling of where the organization is going. Taser missed on his shootout goal. Keener did, but DeBrincat did it. And it kind of just shows that there's a little bit of a changing of the guard. You know, Pat Foley's leaving. The Blackhawks have a lot of new people in the organization running things. Danny Ward's running things. Um, you know, got new people in the studio with Kobe Cohen and uh, and Kaylee Chelios, uh, Jason Ross Jr. And, and Jenna Rose. You know, there's just so much change going on. It's actually pretty, uh, It's it's a good thing because things need to be changed up uh, every once in a while. But with Pat Foley leaving, you know, it's, it leaves room for Chris Vosters to step in with Eddie O in the, in the booth. And the kid's got some really big shoes to fill. And it's really a, a kind of a bad situation for him because, you know, Pat Foley has been along for so long and he's all that a lot of people have known. And, and Chris has to come in to try to fill that void. And, and to be fair, I don't think he's going to be... F- going to be able to fill that void but he will be able to you know maybe make an, a name for himself and, and and be himself and and try to do his own thing and eventually you know he'll probably be a voice that uh, the youth uh, is is used to hearing or you know we'll see how long that he you know he sticks around so Really interesting stuff. Uh, you know, really, really great ceremony yesterday. Uh, they had a send-off for him at the end of the game. The players stuck around. Uh, Foley was named the number one star of the game, gave him a beer, and he toasted everyone. Uh, really, really cool. And the Blackhawks uh, snapped their, their losing streak as well, so that's always positive. Uh, on the Blackhawks' note of things, you know, there's a lot of players that have been hearing that um, you know, there hasn't really been a, a desire to, you know, finish out the season, uh, not kind of phoning it in. And, and, and a lot of players aren't having it. Uh, Kane, for one, had some he had some comments about it, about how guys should should be able to get up in the morning and, and, and play in this league, just being in it. Uh, Taves had some comments as well uh, about w- being in the NHL and actually every every day in the NHL is a good day, and um, and it's it's really interesting to see some of the old vets they still have that desire to play, uh, which is going to be interesting because I'm sure that Taves and 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 Kaner are going to be having some talks with the organization about how the organization is going to move forward, where they fit into it, and um, and really what they can do to kind of facilitate this rebuild uh, going forward because you know there's just been so much going on this year the you know the year started off with Calvin for you know he we were like nine oh nine and two and then he got fired and then King kind of got thrown in and it kind of really wasn't fair to King to give him this season and there really wasn't 
<laughs> any hope for the guy other than, okay, here you go. We're going to throw you into the fire and see what happens. And you know what? The guy was able to kind of uh, rally the team and, and, and try to get them back. If he would have had an 0-0 start, I think that they would have had a shot at, at the playoffs. But that's not what happened. Um, they're going to be communicating with the stars. You know, obviously, uh, Taves and Kane on on what's going on going forward. And if one thing you could say about Kyle Davidson is that he's been very forthcoming about uh, everything that that he's done. Uh, you know, he said that he would honor the deal of not moving Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline because Fleury wanted to, you know, keep his family, you know, have some stability for his family. Uh, he talked with Mark Andre Fleury. Fleury said that he was willing to go to Minnesota, executed a trade with that. That's where Fleury wanted to go, and it worked out. So I think that he's been communicating uh, very well. Uh, I think that the move that he made with Hagel, which is something that the team uh, didn't want, it was something that the fans didn't want, but he got a haul back that he couldn't refuse, and it was the right call. Uh, it was tough seeing Hagel go, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, and, and the team is going to use those draft picks that we got. Radish is, is fitting into the team. Uh, Kachuk is fitting into the team. And we're going to move forward from it. Uh, you know, yesterday's game was a was a pretty chippy game they really wanted to win that game you could you could tell that they wanted to win that game for Foley but you know they need to do that on a night in and night out basis of that constant uh, repeated compete level a uh, Kaner had a really really great really great goal to to open up the scoring yesterday uh, blocking a shot essentially and uh and and bearing a pass later on um the Blackhawks I think that from yesterday's performance, Lankinen is somebody that needs a lot of work. From what I've seen, he, he isn't able to hold a lead. He loses his crease. To be honest with you, I think that he's had a step backwards this year uh, Look, watching him yesterday. He looks solid sometimes, and then there's other times where it's like, what's going on with this guy? Um, he puts out a consistent effort. I will give him that, but I think that there are problems with with his consistency and and what he is doing. You know, as, as a player in his development, he wasn't given any favors this year on on what was going on. Signing Mike Andre Fleury, I think, was a good idea, but I don't think that they uh, they necessarily planned out his development uh, very good. Uh, one of thing of note yesterday was that Lucas Reichel was uh, kind of getting roughed up a little bit. And Kane, even Kaner came over, grabbed somebody, was like, hey, man, what's going on? Leave this kid alone. You know, and it was actually pretty cool to see that, you know, seeing guys stick up for uh, for Reichel because considering this kid's so young, uh, so small, you know, it's his eighth game in the league, you know, and he had a, a, he had, he had a couple guys uh, not going after him, but maybe rough him up a little bit. So... Blackhawks, they eliminate their skid, which is great. Uh, I want to see these guys go on a streak and uh, and end the season. It would be it would really it would be really great to see these guys uh, go out on a high note. Um, so Austin Matthews moving on has scored his 100th point in the season, and the reason that I bring this up is is that. Austin Matthews is obviously one, a really really big piece for Toronto. So with Matthews scoring his 100th point being a huge, huge piece, what does that mean for the Blackhawks? Do the Blackhawks need a guy to score 100 points to be competitive? 
I don't think that they do. You know, a lot of teams, say Tampa, say, you know, old Blackhawks teams, they didn't have, um, you know, well, yeah, okay, we did have Patrick Kane, but we also had a lot of guys scoring 20 goals. You know, they were scoring up and down the lineup, all the way down to the uh, down to the fourth line, you know, chipping in some goals every now and then. And I think that this is the direction that the Blackhawks need to go. They need to find guys who can play these, you know, kind of grinder roles, but also have skill where they can, you know, put some uh, put some pucks in the net and at the same time wear teams down, being dangerous on on the defensive side of the t- of the puck and shutting down teams, but also having some offensive upside and being able to, uh, you know, being able to, to contribute offensively. You know, Tampa has that. Uh, they recently, they recently uh, clinched their, their, their spot in the playoffs with Hagel on the team. I think that they could, uh, you know, they could make a pretty deep run here. They're dangerous. Uh, Victor Hedman is, is dangerous on the back end, offensively and defensively. Uh, Braden Point can put the puck in the net. And Vasilevsky, uh, night in and night out, is is dialed in, ready to go, and uh, and is a formidable formidable goalie to uh, to go against. So uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty incredible. But the Leafs, you know, they're going to be going into the playoffs. Uh, Matthews reaches 100 points for the first time he's had. I think he had 50 goals in 50 games, which is really, really incredible uh, considering, you know, that's such a hard thing to do. Uh, you know, the Penguins defeated the Islanders last night. They clinched their their playoff berth. They had a little bit of a of a skid at the beginning of the season this year, and they were able to overcome that skid and, 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 uh, and man, they're looking pretty dangerous. Uh, I, I would really, I'm really interested to see where the Penguins go, and how they, uh, and 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 how deep of a run they can do. Because I don't really see them as as uh, I didn't see them as a really dangerous team at the beginning of the year. But I think that they have the opportunity to make a, a pretty deep run in the playoffs. Um, we've got Goudreau. He had a hat trick, uh, powering the Oilers. The usual. You know, Dreisaitl, uh, Connor McDavid show. I think Dreisaitl's at 53 goals for the season, which is, uh, which is a great mark for him. He's making his mark. You know, me and Matt have talked previously on, on who would you build a team around between Dreisaitl and McDavid. Uh, you know, obviously McDavid being the top, top player in the league, but, you know, Dreisaitl had, you know, probably had the opportunity to play in his shadow and really develop into the player that he is. And, um, but... I don't think that there's much going for the Oilers right now. It's a two-man show up there. Uh, I don't see I don't see them doing uh, very much. The Avalanche one, they close out. They're closing in on uh, closing on on the uh, Central title, which is. Um, I I just I just don't see this team being the team that goes out there and steals everything. I think that the Blues could give. Uh, Colorado a really really tough time. Uh, the Blues are, are are just such a scrappy team. Uh, Tarasenko has been having a great year this year, resurgent year for for Tarasenko, and uh, I just don't see this talented grinder of a Blues team going down to a team like uh, like Colorado. Uh, Colorado's very talented, but their success is heavily dependent on on McKinnon. Uh, b- being a being a, a top threat 
in the uh, in the game in the series uh kale mccarr being able to do his thing if these two guys are shut down and and not allowed to do their thing i don't see i don't see them going very far I think uh, Kadri is bound to do something in the playoffs at the worst time uh, to get kicked out, and they lose that scoring, and uh, and then it's it's bye bye, it's bye bye Avs in the in the playoffs, and and also, you know, when when talking about the Avs, I want to bring up the uh, the uh, the Golden Knights because the Golden Knights had to drop three guys so that they can get Mark Stone off of the long term injured reserve list. So obviously we're seeing a team that is heavily, heavily crunched by the cap. I think that it's possible that Vegas's time to be uh, to be perennially competitive may be uh, coming to a bit of an end here. You know, especially a team that was heavily favored to to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they're pretty banged up this year. I don't see them going very far. They're uh, you know, Mark Stone needs, I think he needs more time to kind of uh, heal his body to be more of a factor where he can, uh, where he can play well with, uh, with, with uh, curly haired, <laughs> which is what I like to call him, um, Jack Eichel. So um, I, I don't see Vegas going anywhere. Uh, th- they're going to be heavily dependent on, on production from Mark Stone and, uh, and Jack Eichel. Uh, Colorado's the same thing. They're going to be heavily dependent on, on Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be in much of a cap hell as, as Vegas is, but they're coming to a time where they're going to start need- needing to make decisions on, on, on what they do with this team, uh, very dangerous, but what can they do to get this team to the next stage? Was was Grubauer the goalie to, was he the glue there that they needed? I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that their goaltending will hold up. And I think that uh, the Avs are a strong team, but they're obviously heavily dependent on McKinnon and, and Kale McCarr. So that's my take on that. Um, I do like them. I think that they're they're they are a really good team, and you know they can they can play well. But I just think that they don't. Uh, I don't think that they have it. I'm gonna go with the Blues, man. I think that they're a tough team in the Central, and I think that uh, Tampa's a, a heavy heavy team in the uh, in the East. So uh, those are some some early predictions, some off the cuff predictions for me. Um, those are the teams that I like. I don't, I'm not going to say that I, I like them. I'm going to say that those are the teams that I'm favoring the playoffs. We're going to be covering the playoffs uh, in depth, which, uh, which, which should be fun, should be interesting. Really kind of weird to see that the black, that the NHL is, hasn't started the playoffs yet, obviously because of the, uh, you know, how we've been, had to reschedule games earlier in the season, the December timeframe because of the COVID outbreak. And, um, or I should say COVID uh, COVID cases, you know, going through the roof at one point, and the NBA is is going to be starting the playoffs uh, before the NHL, which is it's just kind of surreal. I don't know what it is. So, um, but that's what I've got for you tonight. Um, Matt wanted me to mention that his favorite call for Pat Foley was uh, the Ronix goal. Uh, to finish out the game. I think that was in the old stadium. Uh, Really great call, man. You know, Foley had some really, really great calls. It's really disappointing to, uh, to know that his time is, is at, and he said it himself, he can't do an 82 goal, 
80, I'm, I'm sorry, 82 game schedule anymore. And it's understandable. He's 69 years old. That's a lot of travel for the team to be doing. He wants to play golf. Uh, let him let him play his golf, and hopefully, you know, maybe he can jump into the jump into the booth and every once in a while and and, and call a game for us because that'd be a real treat. But that's all the. I got for you tonight. Do me a favor, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We're very appreciative for all of the listens that we're getting. And I'll see you guys on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and I'm out of here.